Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? It is another episode of Should I Play That? We're at episode 49. We're almost at 50, guys. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Thanks for joining on the ride. We have Rod in the building today. Rod, what's going on, my man? Oh, man. So excited, man. Episode 50 on the way. Right around the corner. Uh, Super excited. And I don't know. I think we should. I don't know if we're going to do something special or. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think 50 is cool. I think we might. I, I want to celebrate like the whole one year of yeah. you know doing this thing consistent. Yeah. Uh, just you know, and I feel like this this starting like in this year 2020, we're we're firing on all cylinders. So yep. you know, I can't I can't wait to see what else we do this year. But Man. of course, um, you know, we also want to thank you guys for tuning into the shows. Uh, you know. Uh, talking to us online messaging sharing doing all that stuff we really appreciate that and if you don't know we are on twitter we're on instagram we're on facebook and we're on youtube all the same name should i play that and of course you know wherever you listen to your podcast you can tune that in too so uh it's gonna be a fun episode today uh we have um i feel like the news isn't too bad like last week Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna talk about some games. I guess me and Rod, we both finished some games, so we're gonna wrap up our thoughts on a couple of games. But mm-hmm. we also have a special guest in the building today. We have, we got Mike joining us today. Mike, what is up, guys? What's, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, um, Mike, you, you're like a, you're like a Renaissance man. Like you, you know, you're an artist, you're a streamer car enthusiast uh now you're trying to do some boxing on the side man i i want to be like you man i'm trying i'm trying i mean i'm just trying to you know as i get older the more things you want to do that you haven't done back then you just want to you know feel that you know you want to be able to like express yourself in different ways you know that you can even express back then because now i have a little bit more free time and more freedom to it you know Mm. so i'm just i'm not trying to be pro or a lot of things, but I'm just like, you know, trying to have fun, you know, so that way I won't have a middle age crisis later on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But, man. Uh, so, but thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. Yeah, man. Of course. So so we're going to go ahead and uh, I forgot to do this last week, but we're going to do some icebreakers to just to get, you know, the should I play that family to get to know our guests a little bit more. Um, so... Dang, I already forgot the questions I was going to ask you. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay, Chris, I've got you on one of them at least. Uh, so, Mike, what is uh, one of your favorite games of all time? There we uh, go. Resident Evil. I uh, that's that's like the game that's like stuck with me since I first played it back in in the uh, in the late nineties and early nineties okay. when PlayStation no first PlayStation came out. You know, so I I got scared. Uh, <laughs> So it, it was the actual original tank control back then. That's what got me. So okay. nice, nice. That's actually really interesting. That will play into uh, my what you've been playing later. So that's that's pretty oh, interesting to know nice. that we got a, a vet on the on the cast today. All right, uh, we'll jump into the second question. What is, was your favorite game from last year? Oh. I think everybody knows this, uh, Resident Evil 2 remake. <laughs> <laughs> when, when that thing, like, when that was announced, what, December, was it 2017? No, 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 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was, no, it was September doing E3, right? Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. 2018, yeah. When it was, um, 
announced on E3, everybody was just like shocked, you know. I was mm-hmm. shocked. I was just like screaming, you know. I was in my room, I was like, what? Holy shit! Why it's finally here, you know? Because the whole time they they just been teasing us. I'm like, is this really gonna happen? Like everybody was anticipating was like, uh, at least just give us some signs, give us a little bit of tease. Doesn't matter if it's gonna come out the year next or two years after that. We just want to know it's it's happening, you know. So, but yeah, yeah. So I I guess we could sort of guess this next question. Uh, what is a game coming out this year that you're really looking forward to? <laughs> Come on, guys. It's a Resident <laughs> Evil 3 remake. Oh, my God. That is... I am I think after this, I think I'm ready to die. <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, I finally got to that point where we got all the remakes of that Resident Evil. So, I, I don't think... You know, they, they... You just... Uh, Capcom has been doing really great this, yeah. uh, this last... Four years, I guess. So it's amazing. I was gonna say, like, I, I feel like I'm gonna be really excited for. I, mean, I feel like they're gonna do four. They're gonna remake four. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. They can no? remaster four, but I don't think they should do remake because it's perfect on its own. There's there's a big debate about that. Um, when I've been like looking at like, because I always you know watch YouTube videos of like Resident Evil stuff when mm-hmm. I'm at work because I have that time to you know when i'm working i can watch videos and i'm just like listening and people are like uh they shouldn't do uh it's a mixed review of it they should like they either they do it or they don't but there's more people where, saying that they shouldn't remake for i was like where, where do you stand on that i i say they just leave it on its own because it's 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 a masterpiece that mm-hmm. they shouldn't be you know and it's still, you know, it's the graphics not bad. You know, it still holds up right now. So, what about you? Where, where you guys stand on that? Uh, Rod, <laughs> what about you? Where you stand? I'm, I'm definitely with Mike on that. I, I don't think they're remaking four uh, at all. In fact, I mean, if you really look at what they're doing with, or what they did with Resident Evil Two, and what they, they look to be doing with three, I mean, they're, they're basing those games off of the sensibility of four, uh, four, five, and six. So, um, those are very specific experiences, and, um, I, I mean, I'll talk about it a, a little bit shortly, but, mm-hmm. I mean, with Resident Evil Two, it's such a melding of the old style of Resident Evil with the post four releases. So I don't think, like Mike said, I think four is the masterpiece. I think that's the crown jewel of the franchise. Um, and I mean, that thing is, you could play that anywhere at this point. It's on absolutely everything. Um, and it still looks pretty good. Um, on I, its own. I so, agree with you. I agree with you there, Rob. Um, you see, I'm, I'm a little different, like Capcom, any, any <laughs> rep of Capcom. Listen, Listen, I'm throwing my I'm throwing my money right now. <laughs> hey, don't talk about throwing money. I'm throwing money on like I, I told my my friend Nan, you know Nan. I told them like, look, I know I'm trying to save money, but if ever okay, this is before they released uh, the news about Resident Evil Three remake. They're like, if ever Resident Evil Three remake announces that they're gonna do that, I'm gonna get that collection edition no matter what. And like a month after that, it dropped. I was like, wow. You know, it's like none. You know, I'm gonna go get that that collector's edition. So, and to be honest, it's only like 180. That's not bad. right. Yeah, right. the the re- remake two, it was like, wow, it was. I've spent like 250 on that. Jeez. I know, right? 
But the this one is the same scale as the Leon Kennedy statue. Um, it's 180s. So I was like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'll go ahead and you know, you know, buy that. So I'm waiting for that April. Can't wait. That's right around the corner. Right around the corner. And I'm so happy. <laughs> All right. Did so- you guys? Did you guys order it though, or no? Oh no, yeah, no. <laughs> well, see, that's the reason why I guess not as that as big as a fan as I am, man. But yeah, it's it's amazing. You guys are gonna love it if if you guys would have bought that. But I guess it's you know not a lot of people can get it now because I think it's sold out. So. Oh yeah. yeah, I was reading that. Yeah, it's like in high demand right now, which is which is cool. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a surprise to Capcom. They were saying, I think, uh, recently how how much of a, the the E3 2018 reveal was like such a surprise for them when they first showed off uh, Resident Evil 2. Um, it was like just a, a pleasant surprise for it to be so anticipated, and they apparently were trying to get it off the ground for years, um, and and to just kind of see it. Not only be received well, but for the game to actually be really good is is pretty satisfying, I imagine. Oh yeah, I totally agree. And they actually um, nominated a lot in uh, what was that uh, video game awards? Uh, oh yeah, last was it last year? Yeah, it was yeah December. Um, they were nominated in the best game of the year as well. But I'm I'm glad that you know uh, Sekiro actually won the. The thing because their their originality is like you know amazing mm-hmm. and oh my man <laughs> <laughs> they uh I Chris saw me playing that game I was just like dying and dying after death I was like okay I'm, two hours of dying it can get tired after a while but you know I'm congratulations to them and I'm happy that uh, I don't I don't want to get off topic but I, it's just the what do you call that game. Uh, the game that everybody anticipated, but there's oh, mixed Death, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Yeah. I don't know why they're nominated Game of the Year, but I was just like, you guys just came out last month. <laughs> you know? Like, like why, you know? So I'm, that's I think, why I'm just think, happy that Sekiro won that one, you know? I think for Death Stranding, it... it it resonated with a lot of people where if you know once they got in like really like once they dove into the story they're able mm-hmm. to look like overlook like how simple not not even say simple but like how how the game was just sort of set up so like you know the whole joke was you know oh death stranding is the ups simulator to a lot of people it was actually more than that so you know i'm i i feel like on this show like we we step back and we like to hear why people like certain games we don't uh, you know, talk down on, you know, games yeah. because at, at the end of the day, you're playing games to have fun. You're playing games to like, it's an escape for a lot of people. That is there's, true. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no need to, you know, shame people for liking a certain game. I mean, I'm not going to say it, it's bad. I'm just saying like, you know, I was just wondering like why it was nominated game of the year, but when they just came out like a month ago before the awards, so I was like, I was just confused. I was like, Oh, I don't know if that, should how it works or you know right but i think i'm gonna pick up a copy later on when it becomes cheaper you know <laughs> but all right so uh we can actually go ahead and jump into our next segment which is uh what you've been playing and that's exactly what it sounds like this is a segment we're gonna go ahead and talk about what we've been playing over the past couple of weeks um so we're gonna start off with that guest mike uh- 
All right. Um, what you been playing? I've been playing. Uh, what is this? What's that game? Uh, uh, Detroit Become Human. And oh. before that, I played. Uh, uh, what was that? The game. Uh, the one with Ellie or something. Oh, uh, Last of Us. No, 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 not that one. Um, oh, it's the wow. same. The same maker of that. What was the, is this right here? Hold on. Um. um oh, Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so I've been playing those. I've been really. I, I've I've I love those kind of games because you you get to pick their outcome, their endings. You know, like you get to do their decisions, and it's. It's immersive because it's like you're playing, you're you're actually playing like as them, you know, mm-hmm. and you get really uh, connected with the characters. When I played Beyond Two Souls, I was like, okay, this is amazing. Like, and then next thing now, it's like, wow, that that hurt, you know, when some stuff happened. And then when I played uh, Detroit Become Human, the the game that game is just so perfect. Like when I did some. When I failed some of the tasks that I've been given in one of the segments there, I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't even like, like pass that. I was like, okay, you know what? I have to like go back a few segments because I, I didn't want to have to like, you know, mess up something here. We got to mess up a lot on one of that characters. And for some reason, each characters has like their own different kind of like way of like when you're understanding their like decision making. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's messing me up, you know. I'm okay with Kara, but with like this character Connor, um, it's uh, it's it's different. I was just like, oh, okay, so they think differently. So mm-hmm. the way you, you judge their decision is like you have to think differently as well, just like them, you know. I haven't even finished the game, but I'm planning to finish that sometime this week. So, but yeah. So of the three games, because uh, I think you, well, I think you just said uh, was it um, Beyond. Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls. Um, and Detroit, Detroit Become Human. Did you have you ever played Heavy Rain? Yes, I I didn't finish it, but uh, I, it was a long time ago. It was like uh, what was it like PS3? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it was on PS3. Yeah. Um, but then again, I you know before before I played the Beyond Two Souls, I went ahead and like watched the gameplay of the ending of the uh, uh, Heavy Rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you don't have to play that to play that. You know, the other ones, but like, you know, I I like doing that kind of stuff as a gamer. Like, okay, I played the first one that came out, and then the second one, you know, it's because of the same people who made it. Yeah. You know? Um, the Heavy Rain was uh was was very emotional too. That game's very emotional. It's crazy. It it connects with a lot of people who have that kind of problem, and I feel like the Beyond Two Souls. Oh, no, not that one. Um, the heavy rain setting mm-hmm. is almost like the same setting as uh, Detroit Become Human. It had a mm-hmm. feel to it because it was like in that kind of like city, kind of like a like a, a dark, rainy, noir type yes, thing. Yes, yes, that one, that one. Yeah. So I, it's maybe not the same, but I was just like I had the feelings like, man, this is like heavy rain, you know, just like the setting of it, you know, the place. And all that cloudy, and it was just like gloomy, you know. So it's amazing, you know. And I'm planning to get the uh, Man of Medan. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. You yeah. You guys heard that game? 
That's another yeah. one too. So I like <laughs> I like scary games like that, man. <laughs> I say like, let me let me know when you get that because I I picked it up I think a couple months ago. Um, mm-hmm. and just never played it. Just haven't played it yet. So I still have it in my backlog. And I, I know that's one of the games that you could do like a, um, I think it's a mode. What is it? I think it's like a mode where it's like, like a horror, horror movie night or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we should totally do that. We should stream it. See how hey, I'm, I'm down for it, man. I saw it in a weekend. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for it. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. um, any, uh, anything else? Um, I I bought a game recently uh, when I was playing that. It was I think I have it here. No wait, it's it's the uh, the people who made Yakuza. Huh, Say Rod, he's just he's just oh, got triggered. I'm, I'm rubbing my hands together right now, just going like, all right, let's do this. Let's talk about this. Um, you are you referring to Judgment? Yes, yes, that one, that one. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, I, I've seen the gameplay. Uh, I, it looks really interesting. Uh-huh. I've never played Yakuza series, but that game, when I was like looking at the gameplay, I was just, like, this is like really fun to like stream this game. And I was just, like, mm-hmm. uh, you can go around the city, uh, solve crimes or problems, but you know, lately the games I've been playing is, um pertains to like decision making. I don't know, maybe I'm just getting older, I don't know. <laughs> it's just part of growing up, you know. Alright. But it's it's really interesting because at the same time it's cinematic and at the same time it was like it's a game. So I was like, whoa, I'm getting two in one, you know? Right. So, no, it's absolutely fun. it's absolutely that sort of experience. So um have you you have not played a Yakuza game before, right? That's what you said? The what? The Yakuza? No, no, I haven't. I know oh, of it. I, I just never played Yakuza. Okay, so what they do really, really well is that they do exactly what you just described, is that they create a gameplay experience that's extremely varied, so you never really get bored. Um, I mean, the moment-to-moment combat is the same throughout um, all of the games, but like there are tons of mini-games around the city that you can do, so you can go like fishing. Well, you can't fish in Judgment, but like in, in any of the other Yakuza games, you can like fish, and you can play pool, and you can go to like the club to talk to girls and you can like um what else can you do you can just literally do anything play um i think you could play pinball in in judgment um i don't even know if you can do that in the other ones um there's just it it really does feel like a life simulator in japan and i'm not sure you may be aware of this already but um the city that the game uh, judgment and the yakuza series is based in which is kamurocho is actually based on a real life japanese city um where it's actually photorealistic so if you there are if you go on um like google or there are actually specific sites that have actually taken direct pictures of the city it's based off of and put it side by side alongside um along the game and it's almost indistinguishable like you can it's it's so wow. it's so perfect so it's really like you're getting a slice of japanese life i mean obviously mm-hmm. it's like way more wacky <laughs> in these games but <laughs> Um, but it's, it's really endearing and it's fun. And like you said, you are kind of getting two in one. You're getting that great gameplay experience. Um, and you're also getting a really kick-ass story, especially in Judgment. Um, you're, you're going to be introduced to so many different characters and, um, the, the main plot line is just really compelling. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you'll really, really enjoy it. I, the way you said it, I, I can even wait to play it, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I picked the right game because it was, you know, I was like looking for a different game that I was like, okay, I want to 
pick a game later on to like stream, but you know, because I'm like, I guess I'm like 70% done with the Detroit Become Human. Right. And, uh, and I saw that game. Uh, I remember watching it on YouTube. I was like, what was that game? And then I started researching. I was like, oh, it's that judgment. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. it looks, the, the graphics amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. the story, I, I watched like a little bit of preview of like what's happening there. So I was like, wow, it's, it's something. I would really enjoy, and especially to what you said, I was like, I can't even wait to like, you know, play that right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, excellent. Yeah, maybe you have to play it and come back on the show and talk, tell us about it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I can do that. And, and take your time with the side quests. The side quests are really good in those. Games. Oh, you know, I take my time all the time. <laughs> People <laughs> see me playing Resident Evil. T- I'm not, I'm not a what do you call it, like speed runner, you know. So I was just mm-hmm. like, no. I bought this game. I like to have fun. That's how I am as a gamer. Um, I, to be honest, I'm bad doing speed run because it's like, I know you have to like practice all the time. I can't get like rank S or whatever. I'm just like, if I'm going to do that, I'm literally have to practice before I, you know, actually go for it, you know? Yeah. Um, what do you call it? They, um, <laughs> I don't know if this, I should confess about this, but I'm like, they, they, okay, it's on PlayStation Network, okay? It was for sale. It was like $3. <laughs> you can unlock everything in Resident Evil. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's funny. I was like, oh, I mean, I don't have, it's, it's not that I can't do it. It's like, it's nowadays time. for us, we don't have time for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I hate to say it, but we don't have time for it. Um, and you know, I wanna, play everything in Resident Evil as far as like, okay, well I want to play having a, you know, a unlimited ammo and all that stuff. So, you know what, it's $3, go for it, I'll buy it, you know. I haven't even played it since. Um, I've never played it yet because I've, I got busy because I went to work again after the Christmas break. I had two weeks Christmas break, so it was splendid. Oh, nice. <laughs> Nice, I nice. know, it's paid Christmas break, so I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But with Resident Evil 3 coming out, of course, I'm going to play through that, you know, without cheats or anything like that. Oh, yeah, um, and this, uh, this viable cheat or whatever was what? After a year, then they finally released it because it's, I think it's part of the game. They're just kind of like trying to make money out of people. It is part of the game. If they had, uh, how do you say it? Because back then they have, uh, in Resident Evil 2, they, they were like, they saying that you could like type in codes for it. Yeah. Like a lot of those old school games. Was it Resident Evil 2 or Code Veronica? I don't know. I, I remember some of those games having like, you know, uh, like codes and stuff like that to unlock like weapons or unlimited ammo. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think uh, some of them, like if you beat the game in like a certain time or like getting certain things, you would unlock like having a rocket launcher at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Like the Resident Evil 3 had the mercenaries. I enjoyed that. Cause I mean, like you have a chance as long as you can survive for how, how long you can, you'll be mm-hmm. rewarded for anything. I, I was able to unlock all that stuff, you know, like unlimited uh, ammunition, which, you know, unfortunately, they're not going to have it on Resident Evil 3 Remake. 
Oh, you never know. They they might make it where you can go ahead and unlock it if you buy it. <laughs> right? After a year or if, something. Yeah, like Capcom, they're like, hey, if you're giving us money for it, we will take it. Yeah. And like I said, Capcom is really doing good uh, lately and because they've been listening to their um, uh, customers, their consumers, mm-hmm. you know, their fans. Whereas EA has just been like, eh, they've been trying to take people's money. I'm just like, look, you guys are great people. It's just like, just listen to the players, you know, because the mm-hmm. players are the ones that are important. Without the players, there's no market for them. Mm-hmm. So, Right. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let's uh let's um bookmark that thought because that's something that we're gonna talk about later in the show with um mm-hmm. with that topic for tonight. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um. So you know, heavy rain, Detroit. Uh, you said judgment. 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 Those, are, those are pretty really solid games. Oh really yeah, they are. <laughs> All right. So um, Rod. I know you've been uh you've been completing some games, you've been wrapping up some storylines. Yeah, I've Rod, played like you... six games like in <laughs> two weeks. It's crazy. Jeez, so six so games in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Are you just playing or streaming it? Oh, just playing, just playing on my own. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Man, All right, what you what you been playing, Rod? Okay, so I had some time to strap on the old Oculus Quest and uh, get through pretty much the uh, two of the three titles that I have at the moment. Uh, one of them being Super Hot. You already, you guys already know I love my Super Hot. Um, this did not disappoint at all. Um, I mean, throughout, I, it turns out I had actually stopped playing maybe like maybe 80%, 90% almost of the way through the game, so I didn't have that much more to go, but that game just continues to fire on all cylinders just from like minute one up until like the very, very end. Um, and it's a beautiful game. Something I did not know you could do until literally the last level was that you can block bullets with melee weapons. Uh, yep. Wait, I is did- that super hot? The one that's like the VR thing that you're like you can slow time, right? Yeah, time moves when you move. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, that was a really good game. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's my favorite VR experience I've ever had. It it changed like my perception of. I mean, like VR, I already I always knew was was cool, but it it was like a little gimmicky to me until that moment. Then I was like, oh, oh, okay, this is what VR is capable of. Um, but yeah, I did not know you could block bullets. You could. Spliced them with a knife. Did not know that. I went through the yep. almost the entire game and made it probably way harder on myself because I did not know that. <laughs> I were I was in certain situations where they would give me like a hammer and a knife and they'd there'd be like three people around me and I was like, why are you doing this? Um, but I would just like kind of maneuver around with what the quest I can kind of do that I can move around and like freely and like dodge with my body and that's that's really satisfying. Um, so I was really happy with that, and they seem that it seems like they have a lot of really cool modes at the end. So you can like do a level select, and you can like do an endless run mode. So like just enemies keep coming <laughs> at you, coming at you. So um, really neat stuff. That's not a game that I'm ever gonna put down. I think I'll always go back to this thing, and I think it's a really good show piece too, because um, it's not overwhelming. I I need to try that game i've been trying i've been meaning to try that game i haven't picked up my vr for in a while now um 
Because mm-hmm. uh, my favorite game in VR, of course, here I am, Resident <laughs> Evil 7. <laughs> I mean, when when uh, my ex-girlfriend gave me that uh, VR back then when, when she had her first Christmas here, so we bought each other, you know, uh, expensive stuff. Like, I gave her Nintendo, uh, was that, Switch, and she got me the VR. So when we set up the VR for Resident Evil 7, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I guess I'll do this, and... I guess I didn't know how to set it up at the time. I hooked up everything, and I was just, like, seeing the the thing, the the VR is there. It's like, so am I just going to play this? Like, you know, I'm, like, playing in a cinema. Like, it's not VR about this. Mm-hmm. And I when I toggled VR mode, oh, so there's a VR mode. When I toggled that thing, I was like, holy shit. What, yeah. like, it, it's it's amazing. It's like, this is the feature of the, the gaming. Yeah. And... I, I couldn't believe, I was just like, whoa, I'm really in Resident Evil 7. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then fighting off, like, enemies is even, like, way scarier. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm fucking creeped out now. <laughs> you know, yeah. especially Jack, like, trying to get to your hack and slasher, you know. But I need to play the, uh, super hot, it's super hot, right? Is that what you say? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Super hot. I, I just, I need to re- remember or uh that uh playing in VR now is like it's amazing because it's mm-hmm. it's immersive. Uh yeah. I know you have you said you have Oculus, right? Yeah, the Oculus Quest. I've I've tried Oculus um for some reason um I to me PSVR is a bit more immersive, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've heard people uh, on YouTube, like when I'm watching them, that it really differentiate from different people, like which, uh, you know, if they like Oculus or, you know, it's nothing that's, it's not like it's better than the other. Mm-hmm. Some people would prefer Oculus better than PS4 and then vice versa. For some reason, it's just some people just, you know, uh, have different things, you know, about it. But they're both good things, you know, then that's, I want the, gaming to go in that direction even more right right yeah and i think they're gonna get there too with i'm very very interested and i'm still beating that drum that playstation is gonna do a meeting in february so uh hopefully they that's what i heard yeah yeah because they're not gonna Um, be in e3 this this year that's what they announced too they have they're having their own thing yeah that's right that's right um, so I think what they're going to do is what they did similarly with the release of PS4. Um, I'm hoping that they will release a PSVR 2 uh, close to launch, and maybe they talk about it at the meeting. Um, and what I'm also hoping is that they implement room scale tech and um, and what's, wireless. What's room scale tech? So room scale technology is basically where it allow the the headset allows you to create a play space around you. It like it allows you to define your own space. So. If you have, like, a small apartment, then the game can kind of, like, recognize that, and it will actually prevent you from, like, breaking anything in your house, because obviously you can't see. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, And with certain games, it can also kind of um, shrink the space or expand it, depending on how small or large your space is. Um, And so it's kind of – it works in a smart way like that. Um, I'm also hoping for wireless integration as well, because I think that's a big game changer with the – um, with the Oculus Quest, is that it's completely wireless, as opposed that, to the yeah. yeah, that definitely because Oculus came out with with uh, wireless now, right? Right, that's the Quest, and that's what I have. Yeah, man, um, they um, when I was paying attention on the uh, PlayStation, uh, like what 
what they can do. PlayStation 5. Um, they said that was like sometime last year. They were saying that it will be backwards compatible with uh, PSVR mm-hmm. on PS4. Right. Like, right. so they said that what they, they, what they claim, they said that the, the receiver, all that wire, you know, goes to one receiver for PS, PlayStation VR. It will be built into it. So all you have to do is just hook up the, we don't have so many wires coming out. You just have to hook up in one thing and that's it. And even if, even though if it's like that, I think it still be better. But mm-hmm. like what you said, I hope that they would come out with, a PlayStation 5 PSVR that's like wireless or we can convert our wired PSVR into wireless, you know, that would be an amazing, that would be backwards compatibility right there. Yeah, that would be good. Because then people who bought PSVR won't have to throw away their shit because Mm -hmm. we can reuse that just like how the, what do you call the move, the sticks, you know, you can actually use that from, from PS3. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I got that for cheap, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I'm hoping for for PSVR when it comes to PlayStation 5 is that a way to actually reuse the PSVR from the PS4. Right. If that happens, then hey, even better. Yeah, even better. Even better. Oh, speaking of being even better, there was another game I played on Oculus Quest <laughs> I wanted to talk about just real fast uh, Vader Immortal. So, like, I actually really, I, so I've talked about episodes one and two on a previous episode of the, of the show. Um, I finished episode three and I honestly think like this is a really, really solid experience. Like, again, I think that it is sort of like the more roller coaster ride that you could take, like out of all the three titles that I have right now, like, I think that's definitely the more like, um, stereotypically VR experience, but it, like in the sense that you kind of sit back and like let the game kind of you know do with you what it will um but you do have a nice variety um in the combat (laughs) and you get to learn things like with the force and that you get to have like little cool lightsaber tricks like it's Mm -hmm. really really freaking cool so i'm actually really looking forward to um kind of telling more people about this and like kind of putting the headset on on uh folks and like letting them sort of go wild in it because it's just something about swinging a lightsaber and having like that movie quality sound like kind of emanate from it that is Mm -hmm. really satisfying to me um so super super cool the story is kind of like you know it's it's star wars stuff so like not the best but i mean it's fine like you kind of go to it because it's 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 star wars and who doesn't want to be in a star wars you know property at all? (laughs) exactly yeah so um yeah, I mean, very speaking cool. of Star Wars lightsaber, um, what was that game? Uh, <laughs> Beat Saber. <laughs> do you oh, have that game? Yeah. I do. Yeah, that's the other game I have. Yeah, that that game is amazing. Um, I remember doing that. It's like, man, this is like doing a workout right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. You do like five songs in a row. Yeah, you'll be sweating a little bit for sure. Um. I also finished a, another game, a third game this week that I finished was the Man. Outer. I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's crazy. I wish I got time like you when I'm playing. You know, it's like. A... Oh, then again, boy. you're not streaming it, so it's yeah, it gets even faster because you don't have to worry about oh, setting up everything. You just yeah. literally just hook up and play. 
Exactly, exactly. Um, I finished The Outer Worlds, finally. Um, this was a game that I was really, really high on for the first, I don't know, 10 or 15 hours. And I think it finishes... Throughout the entire run of this game, I think I played for maybe like 15, somewhere between 15 to 20 hours, I think. Um, which isn't like especially long for an RPG, but that's perfect for me. That's like my perfect threshold, uh, for, for a game. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to play anything I'm playing over 20 hours. It's like I need to reassess what's happening. Um, which is almost every Yakuza game, but it's fine because it's worth it. Um, but I will say that the writing was really strong consistently with Outer Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. But I almost fell off with everything else. So well, the combat was something that was never really all that great to me. Um, I felt like, you know, you get sort of like the same weapons from beginning to end. Like the, we- the, the combat was never super exciting. I never really felt like the time dilation was something I ever really used all that much. Um, I even kind of got some of the upgrades for that. And it just never seemed all that useful. Um, just nothing was punchy enough. I feel like I may have said that before too on a previous episode, but like it just didn't feel like I was really like hitting people. Um, whether it was with a melee weapon or with like a, uh, with a, with an actual firearm. Um, so that felt, that made encounters feel a little bit stale. Um, and it, it wrapped up very quickly. I will say that this, even though I love the dialogue pretty much from beginning to end, um, the storyline kind of petered out after Monarch, which is about the halfway point in the game. Um, and everything after that, it just felt like Obsidian was like, all right, we gotta, we're out of time, we're out of budget, we gotta wrap it up right here. Um, and that, that kind of felt a little disappointing. Um, but, <laughs> But it was overall, though, you know, a solid game. It, it made it on our bottom five for the top ten of the year. Um, and I think I feel OK with that because I think it could do better. I think an Outer Worlds 2 has a potential to be really, really special, um, especially because like the side quests for your companions were really cool. Pravardi is so great. I want her in pretty much all the games now um, and her side quest was just fucking adorable so yeah i i i really loved that bit of it but i am glad to kind of be done with the game um and hopefully the disappointments kind of get rectified uh, with the next one uh, presumably uh assuming they do a next one i'm sure they're gonna do another one i mean i I heard like some good things about the game and is it true that outer world supposed to be how what they were supposed to have uh well Outer Worlds was like pretty much what was it Fallout seventy something was it seventy six? Uh, that was the one that was like a like a, a train wreck. Oh yeah, which yep. installed, it was supposed to be how the Outer Worlds should should have been, but like you know they didn't fix it like that. So mm-hmm. when people who were like playing Outer Worlds are like or like the Fallout seventy six people. Mm-hmm. gamers and they're like oh this this what you know fallout 76 should have been but mm-hmm. you know it's just hmm. a different title yeah. i don't know if you heard about that but i've just been like um well, yeah they're, watching they're that when it was arising they're different companies um obsidian you know they they made um i want to say it was like their original fallouts and then they did um new vegas so those are the ones that they did they then separated they left and did their own thing um, but yeah, I mean, I, like when the game came out, that was definitely like the talk on Twitter was, <laughs> yo, 
this is what Fallout should have been. I mean, some people <laughs> exactly. at that at some point, some people are like, "Yo, this is what sh- Fallout Four should have been like." So yeah, yeah. On that level, like I agree on, in, in a lot of ways. Like I do think it's a good game, and I don't want to make it sound like I don't think it's good because I, I think it's I think it's solid. I think it turns into something that. Uh, it becomes mediocre, but I think it's not because, I mean, the world building is great, and I think the characters themselves are really fascinating, and the, and again, the dialogue is is phenomenal, and, and that, at the end of the day, that's what these RPGs, like, that's what the backbone is, right, is, like, the writing, yep. um, and so, if that's strong, I think they have a really good foundation to, to build off of, I just hope that next time, like, we can maybe follow through for like the back half of the game um, which i think could be fixed that's that's something that can easily be rectified maybe a few more tweaks to the gameplay with um you know i, I think you can have a large variety of uh, play styles which is cool and they that plays into some of the things that happen like in the narrative for example if you play like a quote-unquote stupid character like you get a a very specific end option for for yourself which is is really uh funny and clever um and I love that type, like that type of variety is cool. Um, I think next time I, I do want them to maybe have the player stick to their own convictions, um, more than not, because like I mentioned before, there are too many times when a third kind of quote unquote good option appears. Um, you don't really, like it's possible to go through the game and like, you know, get, I think what I would say to be a canonically good end. And I think that's what I got. Um, just judging by like how my ending ending was and not, I'm not spoiling anything here, but mm-hmm. um, the, the actual end being a slideshow was like really bizarre uh, to me. I, I was not happy about that. I was like, uh, uh really? <laughs> like it's a literal slideshow right now. Um, so that was really strange, but um, yeah, yeah. Just, weird decisions towards the back half but i do think that like they're the the idea the blueprint for a really cool franchise is there so hopefully we'll see that next time um and the other game the last game i played this week was resident evil 2 actually oh nice yeah so i guess (laughs) so so far i am i think i'm halfway into the leon campaign um did you go with leon first I did. I went with okay. Leon first. It felt, I mean, he was at the top of the menu, so I was just, I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll play him first and then play Claire second, at least. Um, cause I did hear that I have to play it at least twice, uh, to get a true ending, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, 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 uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Leon and Claire have a little bit, um, different, like, path they took. Okay. So, so the, the actual gameplay should be Leon first and then Claire first. Okay. Yeah, I actually love that. Like, I'm a sucker for those type of games when, like, you get, you get an option for, for several characters and it's like the, the actual route that you take throughout the game is a little different. Maybe they come together at points, which seems to be happening right now. Um, but it, but like, you kind of get to see, you see the other side of the person that you didn't pick. And I kind of love that. So, um, yes, yeah, so far, so good. I guess I'll, I'll save some of those thoughts, uh, or some of my more in-depth thoughts for our discussion later in the topic. But, mm-hmm. um, my immediate knee-jerk reaction is that this is a, is a really good game. This is a really good Resident Evil game. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this, so my brief history re- with Resident Evil is not extensive. Like, I've kind of dabbled in the first 
three games um, on PlayStation. Um, I played the fourth one to completion, and then I played five uh, to completion. Unfortunately, I did not like five all that much. Um, I mean, but I it like was five. I like five too. It was it was fun with a friend. With a friend, it was it was, it yeah. was fine. Um, yeah. and I did not play six. So I've I've played what? like yeah, I did not play six at all. Um, and so. I'm missing probably half the franchise, so I'm not like a huge Resident Evil fan or anything, but, mm-hmm. um, this seems, I can already tell, like, this is something, again, that seems to meld, uh, two very distinct styles of Resident Evil, because I think there's like, there's a pre-4 Resident Evil, and then there's a post-4 Resident Evil, and then like, those are the kind of like two styles of game that I've always recognized the series to have, and set, or, and then, uh, Resident Evil 2 seems to, uh, rectify that. It seems to kind of combine those and say, hey, we're gonna give you a little bit of what you loved in the first three, but give you like the the modern sensibilities of like four, five, and six. Like you're gonna get to like play those games or play this remake like you would those games. So you get like the puzzles and you get the um the exploration aspect of two. And it's not it's not like a fast paced game. Like you can take your time. Things are slow. You don't need to kill every zombie. Like that's not the objective. In fact, just one zombie alone can be terrifying. Oh yeah. Um. So, like, I really, really appreciate things like that. Um, so I'm, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm digging, and the game looks incredible. Like, what the hell are they using? I don't know, I, I don't know what engine they're using. Um, uh, they, they're using RE Engine. Okay. That's so their it's, own kind of thing. Uh, okay. It's an in-house it's, engine. Okay. It's an in-house engine. It's, I guess, similar to Unreal Engine, but they, they made it differently okay. a bit and call it RE Engine. That makes sense. It looks it looks great. Like honestly, it might be one of the best looking games from last year. Um, to, to be honest, like it's it's there's a scene, like in the very beginning, um, with a dude eating a burger, and I was like, that's a good fucking burger. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Everybody got hungry when they're playing the the first it, game around, you know. It, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I I'm really enjoying this, and we'll um I suppose we'll dig a little bit deeper into that later. But Chris. What you been playing? Oh boy! All right, so um, I finished Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and like the new one. Yes. So, yeah. Oh. So um, yeah, it's I want to say my like, encounter was maybe like like just at forty, maybe like a little bit under forty hours. So it's definitely a long game. I I really like at some point I felt like uh the presentation values of the game was so good. That I legit felt like I was sort of like re like rewatching Dragon Ball Z all the way through. So uh, Cyber Connect too. Uh, once again, they make the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games. So if you're similar to those type of arena fighter games, that's essentially what you're getting for the uh, fighting mechanics. Um, of course, it opens up into like these different hub worlds where you can move from like city to city or planet to planet, um, and like it's. You know, Dragon Ball Z, like, in its core, like, it's, I want to say, one of the best, like, retellings of, like, the whole Dragon Ball Z saga. So from um, Raditz all the way to Kid Buu, you have all of that. Um, You don't see any, like, um, 
you don't see any of the movie stuff. So it's like Dragon Ball Z at its core. Well, the mo- movie stuff isn't canon, right? It's not. So uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm sort of ha- I'm happy about that. Yes and no, I think. Oh no! I know the Brawly yeah. back then they that already been like taken out by the new Brawly. Yeah. So yeah, any of the movie things isn't considered like you know part of like the mainline story yeah. of Dragon Ball Z. So uh, they pretty much just stuck with Z. Um, I feel like they left enough room for Super uh, because they st- I want to say they directly reference things, but like if you know Dragon Ball Z lore, they sort of talk around like you know different characters and like just. Watching Super and then going back into Z, I could sort of see how they sort of like retconned a lot of things and put things together. Um, and I'd, like, I'd, I'd love to see them do some sort of, uh, I'd, I'd want to see them do maybe like a DLC introducing some of the Super stuff, but I'd rather them save all of that for its own game. Um, I know there's a couple of like DLCs that they have. They have like a season pass for the game, which I, I don't, I, I sort of like like where the game is, where it's at. So I wouldn't want to see any of like the Super Saiyan Blue stuff or any of like the <laughs> to- Torment of Power stuff. Like honestly, that should be its own like separate thing. But you know, I I enjoyed my ride. You know, right now I'm I'm still writing up the review to put on uh, the YouTube channel. But um, coming out of the game, you know, seeing how like the gameplay is really repetitive and uh, I don't know, like, I felt like the game was really simple to the point where what you're really doing in hour, like, 10, which, like, at the beginning of the game is pretty much the same thing you're doing at the end, minus, like, a couple of, like, transformations and stuff like that. So the game doesn't really get too deep. Uh, There are a couple of, like, RPG elements that sort of stretch the time of you playing out a little bit. Um, like enemies have, uh, like levels. So of course, if you're under leveled, they may hit you like really hard. But then of course, if you're over leveled, they're hitting you and like, you're just standing there. You'll just see like the one damage tick every time that hits you. So, uh, right now I'm sort of going through all of the side quests at the end of the game. Uh, the game really opens up the side quests. Like there's like, once I jump back into the, you know, the main map, the whole screen was pretty much full of sub quests. So, um, I'm sort of going through that. So a lot of the stuff, uh, like I, you know, sort of skimmed over. I could still like go back and do, and like those enemies, like I'm literally wa- walking up to like Raditz and like just punching him and killing him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, does it only I'll... go up to Kid Boo and that's it? Yeah, that's where it stops. It stops at Kid Boo. Oh, okay. Because I know uh, after Kid Boo, that's where the the what do you call it? Super starts, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I'd want them to save uh, Super to be its own separate game, and I'd appreciate it. But, uh, I mean, all in all, fun game. Um, I, I enjoyed my time. I For a second, I was worried that, you know, I was going to come out of this like how Rod was feeling with Days Gone. <laughs> um, but just I they, they captured the essence of Dragon Ball Z so well that I could sort of overlook some of the shortcomings. That's, so, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I kind of stepped away from like fighting games because, um, lately or like for the past several years, it's more like to me, it's like, oh, same thing over and over again. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, I, like before I was saying, uh, it's more like to me, I'm more like, I like watching movies. 
So like when I'm captivated with the the story of the the game, that's when I'm just like, wow, you know, yeah. like like and, and uh, like, like Rod, what you said, it was like the writing and story is what really you know what gets people, right? Was uh-huh. it you or Chris that said that earlier? It might have been me. Yeah. So yeah. I, was, I was saying, well, you know, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot isn't, and that's the thing, it's not really a fighting game. It's more or less like an action RPG. Because oh, so it's not it's not a fighting game like the no one... yeah it's 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 you know single player only um, oh and it's if like the best way to describe it is if you've ever played any of the Dragon Ball Z games on the like the Game Boy Advance so like Legacy mm-hmm. of Goku those type of like Dragon Ball RPG games essentially think that but like an action RPG gotcha yeah okay so um I thought it's I... just another you know fighting game like the uh was it the Fighter Z. That, but it has oh, their own no, no, quest yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's um like I said, it's more it's more open. So that and that's where I guess I you know gave it some you know points back where you know it's not really a fighter. It's not supposed to be in depth like I was thinking. It's more or less like trying to like put all of these worlds together, like you know the RPG, uh, action gameplay, and just like the story of Dragon Ball Z. So um, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z. I'd say forty dollars is a really good price point for it. Uh, sixty bucks is like I feel like sixty dollars you uh, you would have bought the game already for sixty dollars. Um, so if you're sort of like waiting on it, definitely wait for like you know forty maybe thirty. Um, and at that, at that point, like I said, forty hours you're getting a lot of game there. Um, you really and I feel like forty hours is like me not saying I was rushing through. But, like, I could have definitely, like, you know, took some time, like, doing, like, extra side quests. I could have took some time uh, doing some, like, like putting together, like, the RPG elements. Because at some point, I completely forgot that I had, like, a menu I could go to and, like, equip moves and power-up <laughs> moves. Completely forgot about it. Because at, at some point in the, in the story, um, like, there's just things that's happening, like, back, uh, like back to back to back where you're not really in the overworld as much. You're more or less just, like, cutscene, fight cutscene fight so um fun stuff like i had fun at the end of the day that's what it matters that's um, that's what it matters you know <laughs> yeah um and then uh my last game i played was temtem and Tem-tem? yeah so temtem is uh made by let's see i have the name up made by a developer called crema it's published by humble bundle and it's a, it's essentially a a Pokemon Pokemon like game, and like they're clear saying that Temtem is you know inspired by Pokemon. Like there's no like you know way around it. Like it's it's a monster collecting game. So oh. yeah, so the is it, is it on consoles or PC? Right now, it's an early access, so oh, it's gotcha. only on, yeah, so it's only on PC. You can okay, gotcha. Get into the early access for around thirty five dollars, and uh, it's it's interesting. I'll say that I had fun. I'm having fun with it. It's uh, they the game, I guess, just off the jump uh, has like you know you, when you jump into it, you you think practically think that hey like this is this is someone's you know attempt of making a pokemon game but they do a couple of things that are like just a little different and some things i actually appreciate what they do uh right off the bat your character creation for the game 
is a little bit more in depth, like not super in depth, but like a little bit more in depth uh, than Pokemon games. They have like you know different type of hairstyles, hairstyles for black people that you normally don't see in games. Great. So that off the bat, I was really excited um, right. having different styles. Uh, not even just for black people, but just for everybody. Like they have different styles. Uh, something else that was really interesting was when you're creating your character, it asks you your pronouns. So it's like he, uh, he, oh, wow. she, and them. So like they, this is definitely an updated kind of like like game where it really like trying to, you know, get everybody in the world involved because now it's more like. You know, when you're dealing with pronouns, like, wow, that's that's a big step when it yes. comes to gaming because mm-hmm. you're actually, um, you know, identifying that there are more uh, genders than than just male or female, you know, right. and right. and that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good uh, step. Yeah, they're taking really big strides, and I mean, this developer, they they uh, whenever they get feedback, like they're really active, like on their Twitter and on the Discord. So like they're you know answering questions and like if you know things are going wrong, like for example, when the game uh, opened up for the early access, uh, you'll hear a lot of people talk about just the server issues that the game had. Like immediately they went on it, the internet and like you know saying hey like this this that and the third is being done we're working on it and then of course I think you know about two three hours later people were finally in the game people were playing uh, so like just quick responses that's something that you'd love to see you love to see it when these Nothing type of games come like... out huh yeah I was say yeah uh, you love to see like you know quick responses when uh, you know these games come out oh yeah um, like it. Nothing better than, like, you know, a fast customer service. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, getting past uh, the character creation, um, you know, you're introduced to, like, the rival. You're introduced to the, uh, you know, the professor of the game. And, like, just the writing of the game in general uh, is sort of, like, it has, like, a different tone. It's not, like, an adult tone, but the characters are saying stuff that you really wouldn't see in Pokemon. Like, at some point, uh, the professor, I think it's the professor, he comes across someone else that he knows that he hasn't seen in a while. And he's like, oh, next time I'm, I'm in, uh, I'm in town, we should hit up a pub or something like that. And I was like, yo, I like this professor. He's cool. He's cool people. Um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, the aesthetic of the game is really cool. I know some people really can't get past how some of the Temtem look. Um, for some people's hit or miss, I know that, you know, the character design for a lot of people, like, that's really important. But I honestly, like, at this point, with, like, how some of the Pokemon look in, like, these new generations, like, it's, it really just falls down to, like, you know, the designs that you like and what you really, like, you know, could, like, pull from it. Um, I, I'm having fun, like, just... I think I'm having fun jumping into a world that I don't really know what's going on. So there's still, you know, type advantages, type disadvantages. Um, so like learning like these new types, which when by new types, like they have stuff like digital, they replace poison with, I think toxic. Mm. Uh, there's crystal, which I think is sort of like their steel type. Um, so like things that you've noticed from Pokemon games is in here. Uh, so I guess just learning, like, you know, which Pokemon have which types, it just, like, relearning that whole thing is pretty fun for me. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the two biggest things is that the battling in this game is all, like, 2v2. So oh, it's cool. uh, it's 2v2 That's throughout nice. the whole thing. 
Uh, and then, like, you'll have some instances where it's, like, 2v1 with, like, some of the Temtem that's out in the wild. But uh, there's that. And then in battle, instead of having, like, each move having its own power points or PP, your Temtem himself, he has, like, a stamina meter. So each move that you do costs a certain amount of stamina. So you can't, like, repeatedly, like, just spam. Spam, really- yeah. You can't spam out uh, powerful moves, <laughs> and eventually, like, you know, doing so many moves, you'll have to, like, tell your Temtem to wait a turn to build the stamina back up. So it adds, like, an extra layer of um, sort of predicting what the enemy is going to do. There's been certain battles where, like, you know, you can also see your enemy's stamina. So I could see, like, hey, uh, the computer is, like, spamming, like, this really strong move. He has no uh, stamina this next turn. Let me go ahead and heal some people up. Or let me go ahead and use this as, like, a time to switch people out. So, you know, just that extra layer of strategy I'm really liking. Um, they removed, um, like, their whole random nature of Pokemon, of, like, critical hits. Um, you don't have any critical hits in this game. Uh, when it comes down to statuses, statuses only last, like, two to maybe three turns. Mm. And that's it. So, like, you don't have to worry about moves really missing unless there's, like, you know, you're using a move against an enemy that has, like, an ability to stop it. Wow. So, yeah, I just I just looked up the uh, the picture for the Temtem. I was just like, yeah, that looks like Pokemon, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I was so, like, yeah. what is that Temtem? I was like, let me look that up really quick. Yeah. I, I never heard of it. Um, That sounds like a fun game, man. I I never really got into, like, Pokemon except the the was it called Pokken? Oh, okay. Was it like Pokemon fighting, like Tekken kind of style? Yeah, yeah. Now, that I like, you know. Um, but as far as the actual Pokemon game, I, I never really got into Pokemon like that. But, I mean, it, it looks, the Temtem, I saw it, I was like, man, it looks really nice and it's colorful. It's vibrant, you know. That's yeah, that's yeah. what gets a lot of people, like, the color of it too, you know, the graphics. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially this game is early access, so while playing through it, there's a couple of areas that, like, literally have, like, a sign-up that says work in progress, so um, I feel that, you know, going into it, if you're the type of person that, for me, if you're the type of person that was, like, somewhat disappointed in Pokemon Sword and Shield, I recommend trying this game out. I recommend, like, giving this a shot. It, it's adding, like, that whole next-gen console. Um, oh, getting some feedback. Oh. Alright, cool. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, it's, like, it's adding, like, that, what I felt would have been that whole next-gen, you know, home console feel that Sword and Shield was supposed to have. I feel like this is you know, I feel like they're they're adding more to it. They're like they're pushing that forward. So, um, you know, this isn't going to be the game that you know destroys Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon isn't on suicide watch or anything like that. Like, oh no, my gosh. I, I, <laughs> you, you know, you read these articles online about like once a game starts picking up steam, they're like, oh, is this the Pokemon killer? No, but this is going to be the game that gets Game Freak to, or at least. And it lets Nintendo give more back to Game Freak so that they could put more into the game. Um, so like competition is really good. So I, I, I support Temtem. I, I hope that, um, you know, more people pick it up, more people try it out. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, Game Freak, they see that now that they have competition, they gotta put in a little bit more into these games. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that that will work because I mean, like you know how what is that kind of like a knockoff of uh, um, what do you call that game? Uh, the Nintendo game, uh, Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. They have the uh, what was that other game? PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Yeah, no, well, there's other game too. Um, I think Cartoon Network like, Battle something. It's it plays just like the Smash oh, Bros. Uh, I think there's Brawl Out. There's uh, yeah, the Brawl. Is that like a Brawl Out? There's another one too that like I think now they've added like WWE characters into it. Is that the one that you're talking about? <laughs> I. Is it Brawl Out or Brawlhalla? There we go. Yeah, Bra- yeah, Brawlhalla. Yeah, yeah. I, I play that game, and it's just like for some reason, like what you were saying earlier, people who didn't like you know a certain game that they have like kind of like a something like the same thing like that, they might like it, and I actually liked it because for some reason I have I'm I'm like more in control of my characters for some reason I don't know why with with. Smash Brothers, it's always like I'm always having problems tracking where my, my guy is, you know? Mm-hmm. With Brawlhalla, it's different. It's like, oh. Like, I I won more matches there than, like, me winning against, like, my friends, you know, with uh, Smash Brothers. So, mm-hmm. I it, I think the Temtem would be a really good uh, game when really comes out, you know? Yeah. Another cool thing is that I, I'm playing it on, like, our super old computer. So... <laughs> um, yeah, so like, it's not really demanding. Like, if I could play it on this old thing, I'm, hopefully you got, you guys can too. But, uh, yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got this week. Um, perfect. All right. I need to get me a freaking, uh, PC. Um, I need to get, uh, my friend to help me build one. I, I really want to start streaming on PC stuff, you know, cause they have like all these indie games that's mm-hmm. like, Amazing. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to like stream it as well. So that's right. what we'll be doing for this year. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into the news real quick. Uh, nothing too big that you know I feel like uh, we'll have to talk a lot about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But oh, is it just me getting the feedback? I, I yep. hear it too. I do not hear it. Uh oh. Okay. All right, it's good now. Rod, you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, I'm here cool. too. Oh, all right. I'm trying. Oh, now it's it's, a, it's sort of back. Do you guys have any electronics near the mic or anything like that? Mm-mm. Mm. All right, are we good now or is it still there? Yeah, we're, I think we're good now. Okay. All right, cool. All right, so jumping to the news, uh, we don't have anything that's like super deep this week, but some things we do want to talk about for a quick second. Uh, there were, there's been rumors that Left 4 Dead 3 is coming out or is being worked on. Valve says otherwise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I, so, uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw some videos before and I thought it was like, is this Left 4 Dead? Three and then like I looked at the comments are like um people are saying no this is not this is like some somebody who made like a trailer for something it's called uh what was it called isolation but it's not the the preview for Left 4 Dead three so I think it was like 
people are like hyping it, but it's like a wrong information thing. Yeah, uh, and you know Valve they officially had to say like it's it's absolutely not working on Left 4 Dead yeah. 3. So I think Valve right now they just they're more or less focusing on um their uh, Half Life VR game that's coming yeah, out. Exactly. So, so you I know, heard about that one too. Minute, yeah, uh, maybe a minute before uh, we see anything from Left 4 Dead, but. I don't know. It's, 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 it's tugging at my heartstrings. I sort of yeah. wish that uh, we were getting what. Yeah, a Left 4 Dead 3 game would be so, like, it would be amazing to have that. I remember back then when it came out, I was just like, me and my cousin, my twin brother were playing it, like, after work. We're just like, okay, cool. It's like, let's let's link up and everything. And, you know, it's amazing. You know, it's just unique you know at the time mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> especially when you get the uh what is that the big guy the yeah, i don't know the, the one tank. that throws rocks the tank yeah, yeah. You, you hear that music it's like oh shit yeah the tank guys yeah it, it's pretty um it, it's really influential in a lot of ways the director is something that you know i see i've seen other games try to emulate like with evolve um and just not do it as well as left 4 dead did um mm-hmm. and so I would love to see them do this. And the main reason why I think it's just significant is because we've heard things continually, especially over the last like couple of years. I feel like they were kind of ramping up. And with Valve actually releasing a, another game outside of Dota uh, in a couple months, like people, I guess these, these rumors started flaring up. The HTC Vive um, company or one of the, the, the presidents or the spokesperson uh, people from there actually was doing a slideshow with this information in there kind of indicating that it was a possibility um, and that's why Valve ended up shutting it all down in the process because the the rumor started getting out a little bit out of hand mm-hmm. um, and just hearing them kind of shut it down indefinitely does suck um, so hopefully like you said Chris hopefully they do something about that and then in the future at some point I'm just not going to get my hopes up since Valve is uh, allergic to the number three <laughs> <laughs> I know right it's like can you guys even count or what <laughs> yeah yeah. All right. And next up, uh, Overwatch League, Call of Duty League, and Hearthstone Esports. They will air on YouTube now, not on Twitch. Uh, it turns out mm. that uh, Overwatch League's their two-year Twitch deal expired, and uh, for the most part, I, I think Activision, Blizzard, they feel that uh, YouTube has like a like a higher uh, user count. Right. So they want to jump over to YouTube, uh, then uh, stay on Twitch. So, how do you guys? What, what do you guys feel about that? Uh, I mean, can you still stream Overwatch there and Twitch either way? Well, no, no. So this is like the official stuff. So like Overwatch League and Call of Duty. Oh, okay. Like yeah. Okay, so gotcha. they yeah. So their esports are they're they're taking it from Twitch and they're exclusively being on uh, YouTube now. Um, I think it's. A double-edged sword. I mean, like, it could be bad or good, but, I mean, at least it's, like, you know, they're kind of, like, branching out to a different platform. Mm -hmm. Um, Although YouTube is really big as well, but, like, you know, Twitch is more like, um, how do you say that word? It's kind of like, you know, it's on its own kind of, like, thing. I forgot that word. Yeah, I mean, Um, it... It's, it's, um, it seems like Twitch has like more 
users or at least not more users, but like, um, more, more users who will watch live content. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I am, I'm known, like I typically know Twitch and maybe Mike, you could speak a little bit to this better than I could. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it seems to me that when I think of live, anything or streaming i I think of twitch i think that they are like the purveyors of this sort of of content and not necessarily youtube gaming i think of youtube gaming more more along the lines of um like e3 like they because jeff Keeley obviously is like behind that and he does a whole thing on youtube uh during that time Uh, but other than and and maybe like game awards but other than that like i i kind of think of twitch as the home for this Um, it is it is they're the ambassador for gaming you know yeah yeah, like I, I'm not sure if this is correlates to why like the Overwatch League commentators are like really leaving in droves. Like there was a ton of those guys leaving right now. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that lately, but it's like four or maybe five like big time commentators like leaving. Um, and it, it seems like and and the the reasons cited have all been down to quote unquote um creative decisions and i wonder if this is part of that and it's not clear to me if it's like a monetary thing or if it's just like i don't know if it feels like a sinking ship um in terms of viewership but i mean the finals or the playoffs in overwatch league have have always drawn like hundreds of thousands of 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 people i would say just normal matches would hover around a hundred thousand um so yeah i guess we'll see in a couple weeks when overwatch league actually drops i'm gonna watch the first you know a couple weeks or try to consistently anyway and kind of pay attention to that but yeah like i i mean i don't even know how that's going to work with like the token system because like you have like yeah. the, the tokens that drop when you watch matches um, mm-hmm. That was connected directly to your Twitch, and now I don't know how that works with YouTube or if it will work. And I guess that explains why they haven't released any season uh, content yet for like for the the league because that was something that they introduced in the last season was like, hey, you could pay the like fifty, sixty bucks or some down payment, like some huge, not huge, but just some upfront cost to like kind of get like behind the scenes like conferences and like you know uh interviews exclusive interviews and things like that like more tokens or whatever like you could do a bunch of that stuff and that was really super integrated into twitch and now it's on youtube so i'm just not sure how all of that is shaking out um i'm sure they have some sort of plan in place but whether or not it's going to be like equivalent or i guess remains to be seen yeah so we'll we'll definitely see how all of this you know unfolds i think uh overwatch league i think like you said it's it's next it's coming out in the next like two weeks right yeah, yeah. Start. yeah. I mean, so. you know, you never know what's going to happen to like a really, you know, when when that time comes. So um, I just hope everything will get situated because, you know, we only us gamers. It's more like we only have like one major platform, which is Twitch. And it's like, you know, we want to like, you know, it's it's a it's, it's like a a big niche but it's like same time it's kind of like it's a the kind of niche we have to like you know kind of protect because you know it's the only thing that connects a lot of you know people mm-hmm. when it comes to us like you know gamers it's like um hoping that you know they're not gonna sever the ties with like other gamers when it when i'm what i mean by that is like you know, like what you guys talking about, like tokens and everything, like, you know, is that going to be a problem later on? If it's going to be a problem, then, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, no, what happened? Like, you know, 
Because a lot of people sometimes don't like change, you know. And it's it's been proven that sometimes when when things change, um, things evolve, you know. You don't know for if it's for the best or for the good. And sometimes, you know, it's, you know, equal to that. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll definitely see, um, you know, I, I don't think Twitch is going to be hurting. Like, you know, they we sort of talked about it last week with Day to Day Bond. Uh, Twitch has, like, the biggest piece of the pie. Like, they have you know, the most market share out there for streaming platforms. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that shifts with, uh, you know, the Call of Duty League, with Overwatch League, and uh, Hearthstone moving over to YouTube. Um, I'm honestly surprised that it was they did the YouTube thing. Like, you would think that, Microsoft would have threw in a lot of money to try and get that on Mixer. <laughs> I mean, is is the mix? Are there like people now like going to Mixers as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mixer. I feel like Mix. You hear a lot of people talk about Mixer. You hear a lot of people talk about uh, caffeine. Um, mm. You know, Facebook gaming is in like some Facebook weird... gaming is kind of getting there. Yeah, it's a it's... lot of like like bigger names or like you know. Are moving there too because I've been seeing a lot of ads about it. They're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm here in uh, Facebook Gaming. You guys should join here now." It's like, wow. It's like, you know, I mean, I, I guess that's good. You know, that's becoming kind of like they're bra- like I said, they're branching out. But like, the only the only strong platforms are the ones you're gonna survive either way, pretty much. Yeah. So. We'll definitely see what happens, and of course, this is going to be a uh, evolving story. So, guys, let us know in the comments what you think about, you know, Overwatch League jumping over to YouTube, and also, are you sad? Are you sad that Left 4 Dead 3 isn't isn't coming out? <laughs> but let us know in the comments. Let us know, um, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know. Let's talk. Let's chat. So, we're going to go ahead and finish up the episode today, and uh, we're going to talk about some Resident Evil. Uh, you know, we've been talking <laughs> like we've been talking about it most of the show, so we're sort of building up to this topic. But just to, you know, paint this picture, I feel like the Resident Evil remakes, they've sort of put Capcom in a really good place. Uh, some would say Capcom is back on track at this point now. Um, so I sort of want to, you know, open up the floor. Let's talk about what they've done with these remakes, uh, what we want to see them do with, of course, Resident Evil 3 coming up and, you know, what franchise would we want to see Capcom revive next? So, uh, I guess let's start, start it off with like, how do you guys, how do you guys feel about just Capcom in general? Do you think that, you know, they, they, they caught on to something and like now they're just taking it and running with it? Like, how do you guys feel? I think, yeah, I think they, they caught on to something and they're running with it right now, which I hope they, they keep it this way because, uh, you can see they're, you know, people loving them right now. It's like they're giving people, the gamers, the players, you know, what they want. And, you know, and, uh, it's been proven that they've been successful since we're making some of the stuff. So. You know, uh, Mike, you being, you know, a Resident Evil fan, what is it about these remakes that, you know, has, like, I, I don't even know if it's, like, reignited the fire for Resident Evil for you, but, like, what is it about these remakes that make them so good that, like, you're still, you're essentially still playing through the same game, but just <laughs> with a, a fresh paint of coat on it? Like, what what are these remakes doing for you? Um, well, first of all, you know, 
it's it has that nostalgic feeling. Like it's like okay, back then you played the original ones, you know, they're like polygons or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like seeing it in a new way and more detailed and like more uh facial expression, more the like better graphics and voice acting and the story they kinda changed it a little bit to where it's like it, it didn't have to change it a little bit, but they changed it a little bit for just so I it can uh what do you call it? Um live up to like the new modern era right now. You know, they're kinda like making a little bit more um down to earth kind of thing. And that's why a lot of people back then are like, Oh, like, you know, they, they kinda changed some stuff. I'm like, you know, I like the Leon from Resident Evil 4, but I'm like, but yeah, this is like Leon Kennedy in Resident Evil 2. You guys understand that some people are getting confused sometimes. I'm like, um, some people didn't like the, the, their face design, but it's like, to me, it's more like, uh, you can connect with them more because it's like, they're not like, oh, celebrity stars faces. It's more like, you know, a regular people face. But the design are like amazing because it's more like down to earth kind of thing. Like I say, you yeah. can connect with them, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think that like I was reading some people were like upset that they changed, um, what's that, Jill's outfit? Yeah, that, that again, um, I, I hate when people are like, you know, I, I hate this, like, such a strong word, but, but sometimes people just gotta understand, it's like, you have to be realistic. That's what they're trying to make it, like, realistic. Are you really gonna go out there and, like, be in your skirt and, like, fighting, <laughs> you know, zombies and these weird creatures? I'm like, come on, you know, it's like being realistic. If I, if there's a zombie out there, I'm not gonna go out there in shorts, I'm gonna go out there in jeans, you know? It's same kind of like, thing well what's you know the the capcom are trying to the developer trying to do you know they're just making it down to earth so that way it's grounded you know yeah so. yeah i definitely don't agree with like any of the the complaints about that outfit because i they're adjusting to the times like i mean it's obviously you know you have a lot more eyes on the industry thankfully like a lot more different voices uh, who have to say as both as developers and as fans and um you know i think what they've done is a really like you said mike i mean it's a grounded take on it um mm-hmm. but not, only, not not only grounded but just like just a just a more reasonable take i think you know that that was a time in the late 90s when like games were selling based off like titillation alone um yeah. and not necessarily you know oh let's make a great character first it's just like you know obviously let's make something that was appealing to young boys. Um, and, you know, that worked back then, but now not so much. And so exactly. Cause time I, changes, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I actually, I actually really love the redesign. I think it, I think it's kick ass. I think the redesign, I don't, you guys seen the gameplay, right? Like the, the, the preview of the gameplay, just a little yeah. bit of it. Mm-hmm. You know, when she was like running, um, like through the alleys and everything, I don't know, for some reason, I've been telling people about this, even like Resident Evil groups on Facebooks. Um, she, she moves just like Alice from Resident Evil movies. Like, uh, what's her name? The actress. Um, and she, and there's some point in there, the, the, the way her hair is, her face, she kind of reminds me of Alice, you know, uh, from, uh, Resident Evil movies. 
Uh, Mila Jov- is Jovovic or Jovovic? Oh, yes, yes, Mila Jovovic, yeah. Yeah, yeah the way she was, like, running and then, like, have her, ha- her hand like that with a gun pointing down like that, I was like, that's, that's Mila Jovovic, like, right there running. <laughs> so I've seen her, like, run like that in movies, you know? Right, so, right. So, I love it. I'm not complaining. It's like, oh, that's even better because I have a big crush on Mila Jovovic, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh, um, so I guess we can talk about Resident Evil 3. Um, Resident Evil 3, I feel like for a lot of people, uh, cause I think Rod, you said this earlier in the show, um, there's a Resident Evil that's pre-Resident Evil 4 and then Resident Evil that's post 4. So if you don't know, Resident Evil 4 was that first Resident Evil that uh, that made it more of like a like a third person action over game. the shoulder thing over the shoulder type of game as opposed to like the more adventure like what like top down isometric type right. of thing right. from fixed the camera games. angles fixed, fixed camera thing. yeah fixed camera angles and everything so with three um I, <laughs> I think what this remake is like it's sort of merging the two worlds together I guess I guess it's even though it's still like that third person I think that. Out of all of like the older games, I always felt that Resident Evil 3 was more of like the action game. It is. It is. And that's even what they said, um, even back then and then now as well. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy because it's like, wow, it's like how it is back then, you know? They said the same thing, almost the same thing because, yeah, we promised that Resident Evil 3 is going to be, have more action back and it's, they're saying the same thing. I was like, wow, is it me? Is it? Are they doing this on purpose or intentionally or what? <laughs> but but it's you know because it's always going to be more action packed because there's always going to be you're going to be out there more in the city than mm-hmm. like how it is in Resident Evil Two. It 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 does feel um, the only thing I felt about the remake for two. Uh, it's just a little bit tad more isolated, but the isolation is part of the whole thing because it's like you're trapped inside the you know, the police station and everything. You can't go outside because there's a lot of zombies. Um, you know, because the main focus of Resident Evil 2 is in the police station and the secret laboratories and everything. But with Resident Evil 3, it's like, boom, you're out there in the city. You're out there with the other, you know, Umbrella Corporation uh, soldiers and everything. You're helping each other out and, you know, you're just out there, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um... What do you call it? With Resident Evil 2, like I said, it's it's more like tight and you're like kind of just stuck there. And that's what they said too. That's what the developer said that uh, with Resident Evil 3, they said they're not really going to use like the, almost like I forgot what they were saying, but they said they're not going to use like the same kind of like almost like design as far as like, you know, the setting. So that's why they're going to expand more on, like, you know, the city. But it's not going to be open world. I'm not saying it's going to be open world. Right. Yeah, I was just seeing something about that the other day. Because um, I was actually, as I was playing Resident Evil 2, I was like, oh, I want some more info on, on 3. Like, what's what's going on there? Because um, obviously that's the whole Nemesis thing. And I actually thought it was interesting that Mr. X is, he's a, a Resident Evil 2 remake original, right? Or was he in the actual game, the classic game? Yeah, the Resident Evil 2. Mr. X came out in Resident Evil 2. The the Resident Evil 1 was Tyrant. This first the first one ever made. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. 2 was more like uh yeah, 
Mr. X is more like, like a little bit more dictated and controllable. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, I, I was never, I was not sure. I, I don't know if I'd ever heard of Mr. X in the prior, like the original game. So I, I was under the impression he was a, an original creation, but it, that's cool that to find that like he's just an updated version of something that already existed. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Awesome, awesome. Because I was like, man, like doing something like this in the remake and then going to three with Nemesis is almost like, you know, almost redundant in a way because it's like this is Nemesis almost like in, yeah. in the same sense of like something chasing you. Um, I've not, and I've not played. I don't know if I've played a lot of three. So like I, I know about it, though. I know like, like you know, Nemesis is, is the constant that is always chasing you. It uh, is the constant. And, that, and then what they said is that the Nemesis AI will be much better than the Mr. X AI and Resident Evil 2 remake. So you oh, could God. say that expect a lot more Kool-Aiding, you know, okay. <laughs> from that. Cause, yeah. uh, you know, like if you played the original three, he was just like Kool-Aiding everywhere. Like, you know, the dude, <laughs> you don't want to be like Kool-Aiding, like, you know, yeah. Mr. Kool-Aid, yeah, right? <laughs> Break down brick walls and like, Oh my God. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I remember buying yeah. that game back then. It was amazing. It was we were playing it on PlayStation Two, and I had it on Dreamcast. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's amazing. I I just um I had my first Mr. X experience last night, oh, and um, I was about to ask you about that, but I was like, I'm gonna save it later. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now that you just said that he was just cooling everyone where, and now I have that that mental image in my head. Um, it's much less terrifying now. So thank you. Also, there were there were there were PC mods turning him into Kool Aid Man, right? Yeah, they did, and uh, they have it as Chris Redfield as well. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't know that. That's funny. Uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, and uh, with Nemesis, he's gonna be. He can run. He'll he he'll not run, but like he'll literally like like. Well, I guess running. There's another word for running, but okay, will run towards you. Not like Mr. X is just walking. G- when Mr. G- X steps, it's just like already scaring me. I'm like, hey, like you get Mr. Uh, I mean Nemesis right there running towards me. That's even worse, you know? Yeah. Genuine question about uh, the, the just the franchise in general. Do you do you enjoy the stories in these things? I do. I do? okay that, okay. That's what I. That's what got me because. I mean, I love, like, scientific stuff like that, like, conspiracies and everything. So it's like, oh, wow, there's, like, there's a lab beneath the city, and they're, like, experimenting on people, you know? So it's like the whole city is just an experiment place. Okay. Um, I don't know, but I just am so drawn into, like, the story about it. It's just, like, that's why, even so, even though people hated Resident Evil 6, I still played it. I think it was an amazing game. Uh, you played, like... Four characters in that game, and it's like mm-hmm. that's that's worth your money, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I I just love how the 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 game story progressed, and just like wow, that's that's really amazing, you know. Yeah, the the reason why I ask is just because like I the when I hear from Resident Evil like hardcore fans, like it they always love this, like they cannot get enough of the story, and I just I I, I just don't get it, I guess. Like I'm I'm just not like on that train. Like it's it's okay, it seems fine, mm-hmm. but like 
you know, it, it's kind of campy, like in that way, kind of like, like in that B movie way. Um, mm-hmm. and so, but, but people like who are, who love Resident Evil love the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's the whole point of the whole game. It's like how, you know, it's like, okay, how is this going to progress? Like, so you have like these people, like the first one, the first, uh, in the mansion, you know, you have these, um, uh, units, uh, stars, um, and uh Alpha and Bravo team went in there to search for some like problem and because they've been having sightings of like creatures and like zombies or whatever. So the Bravo team got there first and then the Alpha team got there second. The way the story progressed, it's just like, man, it's like who knew that their captain is like one of the lead one of the, you know, uh leading umbrella like, you know, scientists, you know, uh Wesker right. was a scientist and then uh the other one was uh William Birkin. Him and William Birkin were like good friends. Mm-hmm. So at Resident Evil 2, they broke up because they didn't like like each other's views, you know. So that's what happened with uh, you know, I I'm not going to spoil anything for you for the two. So Okay. But yeah, it's 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 it's, it's more like the scientific parts when you're liking the, the Resident Evil because it's like it's evolution. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think it's the like overall mystery. I think that's what gets you, right? It is, it is, yeah. and that's why at least I'm hoping that you know the Resident Evil Seven is good too. But I just wish that they would like not go towards paranormal, kind of you know, um, you know, like uh, a, a path for it. You know, I just want to keep it like scientific. You know, so. You know, you get a virus and stuff like that, and you know, it, it, having that paranormal stuff in Resident Evil Seven is kind of like, uh, kind of throws me a little bit, like just a little bit, you know. But hopefully they'll fix yeah. that with eight. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Zombies, cool. Ghosts, a step too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, as, as maybe maybe this is like a good timing to say because there's a lot of like stuff going on in China right now, but, like, the virus and everything. Mm, But I'm very, like, drawn into, like, the whole, like, pandemic, like, epidemic stuff, like, virus. Mm. I'm not going to say that I'm going to throw virus out there, but just, like, just the way how it works. It's like, man, people get infected. They turn like this, and next you know, you know, other people get infected, you know. It's it's just the way it's, the way about it, you know. You must have played a lot of Plague Inc. The what? Plague Inc. Have you played that? It's, it's essentially a game that's just built around like taking some sort of like disease, virus, starting I, oh, in a I've country. I've heard about that. The, I've heard about. Yeah. I've never played it. I've heard about it. That would be cool. I feel like you'd love that game. That's, I probably would like that. That's like, literally oh, the game. Virus right here in Asia, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's literally the game. You choose. You choose some. You know where you want to start the uh, the plague. Um, whether or not it's like um, passed through, like through the water, through the air, through animals, and like if you put it in a country that uh, exports a lot, then you'll start seeing uh, the plague, like you know, um, spread faster. So yeah, so it, it's kind of like that when it comes to like Resident Evil, because I'm seeing like, man, these people conspired to like. You know, put this virus right there in the city and just like let it spread out and just like they'll, they're, it's a testing ground pretty much, the whole city. And that's what happened with Resident Evil series, you know. And that's why I love it, you know. 
Um, if you guys haven't seen the movies of it, the actual game, not the live action, but CGI movies. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Mm-hmm. So you have Resident Evil Degeneration with um, oh, Liam I have Kennedy. Heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's really good. Uh, it's with Liam Kennedy and Claire. You have the next one is uh, Resident Evil uh, Damnation, which is with uh, Liam Kennedy in Russia, and uh, Resident Evil. Um, what is it? Uh, wait, Resident Evil Vendetta with Leon and Chris Redfield together. So uh, those are really great movies. So I suggest you guys watch it too. For you guys listening, if you haven't watched that, <laughs> I suggest you guys watching that. Out of the whole three, I suggest watching Damnation. No, yeah, yeah, Damnation. So how do you how do you feel about uh, like just the Resident Evil spinoffs that has come out over the years? Like of all of them, what's your favorite? Which, which spinoff, like? So like how there was um, like mercenaries, um, there oh, Operation was Raccoon Operation, City, yeah, stuff like that. Um, what was the last one that came out that um, I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, uh, I know you're talking about uh, Resident Evil um, Raccoon City Survivors or some shit. It's yeah, it's something like that where like it's it's like a like a, was it like four v one or something like that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, um, you, do do you play the spinoffs like those? I played the um, I played the Raccoon City Operation, um, mm-hmm. or Operation Raccoon City. Um, it's good to see a different perspective from like not just like the main characters, mm-hmm. but you get to be the enemy. It was like okay, we're like the umbrella, you know, people, so we're gonna do this, and um, it's good to see like different perspective from it. Um, I played the Revelations. I don't know if you guys played Revelations. Uh, they're good, uh, I guess, spinoff, but not, but it's kind of like canon to the story. Okay. So the Revelations 2, um, goes around with, uh, Claire Redfield and Barry Barton is the, uh, um, the guy that's with the, with Jill Valentine in the mansion. So okay. his daughter is with Claire Redfield at that time. They got kidnapped some island. And so you get to play Barry Barton and Claire Redfield as well. So it's pretty nice. All right. So I don't know if you guys played that before, but I suggest you guys play those and I, and I've, I've heard good things about those. I just haven't had a chance yeah. to, to play the Revelation games. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've always heard – I've heard, like, great things about them. Sounds like we got some Resident Evil homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you guys right now it's amazing. Um I never played the Dead Aim. That was like a older spin off or Resident Evil Gaiden is just like eh, the graphic is kinda like eh. I just watch people play it just so you mm-hmm. see the uh story from it. Because it does help the story progress the story a little bit better. But they're just spin offs. Although I want them to remake Resident Evil Code Veronica. That's that's what I wanted to remake after. That was the Dreamcast one, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so I guess uh, 
we could um I'll, I'll ask two more questions so i guess that's sort of like leaning towards the first one were there any other resident evil games that you'd like to see you know you know, Brie brought back or like have like the remaster treatment because we sort of talked about it before with Resident Evil 4 and how you said that there's a split in the, you know, the user base where some people think that 4 is fine the way it is. Some people like me throw my money at the screen. We're like, yo, <laughs> take it. Um, besides, you know, 4 and like 5 and 6, anything else? Uh, like, Code Veronica. Okay. Code Veronica. I wish they would like. Um, remake that one. Uh, even the game is like still pretty good. You can download it on PlayStation Network as well. Um, it's just got a little bit better graphics, but it's not like the best out there. It's still pretty good. Um, and I think after that, they should like head on to eight, you know, mm. but if they really want to do four, I mean, I can't complain, but I mean, yeah. you know, I just want the story to progress not get stuck on remakes, you know. Like I said, I would I would want to see Code Veronica remake and then after that they should start with 8, you know. Well, but... wasn't wasn't 7 like a reboot? So I was I was confused about the end of that, like end of that game. Not to spoil the ending of 7, but like the the game itself sort of felt like it was like a re uh, a retelling or like a reboot of just the universe. There's, there's still a lot of mysteries around that because there's still people out there that's like I don't think that's Chris Redfield like for real because he's with Umbrella. The whole Umbrella thing is like there's still little information to know because you know first of all that's like I guess Resident Evil Seven is more like how Resident Evil Four started back then. I was like, oh, are they gonna start doing, like, first-person view now? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not bad, but, like, I don't think they should go with a first-person view with Resident Evil because, you know, I think they should just keep either, you know, uh, over the shoulder or they could go back, fix camera angles. You know, that would be amazing. But mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people would love that, trust me. You know, but if, if they don't want to do... um uh, fixed camera, then just keep it like over the shoulder, because it, you know, I think this, the remake for second and third one, it's kind of like Capcom saying, okay, do they really want like over the shoulder? Because it's working really good. Yeah. You know, you have more things you can add on to um, over the shoulder than just first person. You know, you have more stuff you can do with it. You know, and yeah, it's more I mean, appealing to the you know, players. Yeah, I mean, that to me is the bigger question, um, rather than, like, you know, are they going to make an 8? I mean, I think it's inevitable they'll, they'll do 8. 7 did really, really well for them, financially and critically. Uh, so I think the bigger question is, like, what gameplay style are, are, do they go from um, with from here? Do they do the remake type of thing where they're melting both eras of Resident Evil? Are they going to go strictly action, strictly exploration? Or are they going to go off of 7 and continue down the VR route? That's the That's the real question to me. That's what I'm um, I need. I need me another VR Resident Evil game. I mean, don't get me wrong. The VR is really amazing. <laughs> With the Resident Evil Seven, I, I I was scared shitless when I was playing that my first go around. Um, I I hope that they, they, I guess they can put an option hopefully, but I would want them to really stay into, you know, third person view. And a lot of people. Are, are speculating that it might be over the shoulder because of how they're doing, 
second and third, and it's how it's very appealing to everybody. Um, I think, like I said, seven was more like an experimental thing. With seven, that's how they got the uh, RE engine. Mm-hmm. They developed that with the RE engine, and it's you see a lot of stuff in there that carried over to remake two. You know, like as far as like you know some of the graphics and just like how they're um, cutting like the tapes and everything. It carried over there. So, like I said, I think seven was just an experimental thing. So I'm hoping that eight would be like you know. Uh, something in between. Maybe you can have an option of third-person view or first-person view for VR. But the I think the most important question is who are they gonna who are they gonna pick for characters? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I I I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they did something where like if you played with one character you get first person, but then if you play with another character is a third person. Or would that be too much? You think the you think fans wouldn't like that? I think that I think that'll be yeah I think that'll be too much. They just wanna, I mean, if they just have an option that you can unlock or something, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the main kind of thing, I think they should just like, like I said, just stick with the uh, uh, over the shoulder because I mean, first person is kind of like, you know, Resident Evil never really, even though that was the first design back then by. Uh, but the 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 guy who developed Resident Evil back then, um, kind of I keep I, I keep uh, forgetting some of the names. <laughs> yeah, um, he planned out that it was going to be like a first person view, but because back then the the technology wasn't like that great, they could mm-hmm. only do fixed camera angles, and that's the reason you know Resident Evil became big because it was like unique on its own. It's like oh, nobody did like a fake camera angle like that and it, it builds up to suspense because you don't know what's going to be in the next corner that became the whole thing about resident evil it's like unpredictability you know you never know it's gonna be like oh shit there's like hunters there or a zombie there or you have nemesis nemesis there you know so i don't think they're gonna go as far as like fixed camera angles but i'm really i really think i believe that they're fixating on like a third person um, Third, yeah, the over-the-shoulder thing, because it's like I said, you can do more a lot of stuff like that. You can put so much details into it, you know. Because as a gamer, I think I like seeing who you're playing as, you know. That's just yeah. me. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it. You you uh, you'll feel for more for the character, more or less. Like you're uh, you're, you're becoming the character, I guess. Yeah, because you can put more details. It's like oh, like you could tell. Their character's health is like bad because that person's like bleeding everywhere, you know. I mean, you see that in hand as original seven, but like you're seeing the whole like person, it's like uh, I want to see that, you know. It pulls you, pulls you in a little bit more. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. It connects with people more. So. All right. Yeah, so you know, I feel like. Resident Evil 3, I mean, Resident Evil 3 is in a really good place. Capcom is in a really good place. Uh, you know, it, it's out this April, right around the corner. Mm-hmm. We'll be here before we know it. But um, that's, you know, that's, that's what we got this week. You know, uh, Mike, once again, well, I appreciate <laughs> you for coming on, talking, you know, set, you know sharing your, your Resident Evil knowledge <laughs> with us. 
because oh, and, uh, you know. Let, let me uh, let me let me have one more thing really quick. I, I'm hoping that they Capcom would do Dino Crisis remake. By the way, that would be amazing. Hmm. And there, there's been rumors, so yeah, there when have they, back yeah. then when they said rumors about Resident Evil remake, we had Resident Evil remake, right? True, and they yeah. have rumors now about Dino Crisis, so we'll see. All right, all right, right. That would be dope. I feel like Capcom they they might have a thing right now with with recapturing like you know nostalgia. So you know, shoot, if they're gonna do that, Capcom, I want my Mega Man Battle Network. A man can dream. <laughs> Hey, a I love Bang Man Battle too. Network. <laughs> but yeah, um, once again, Mike, thank you for jumping on this episode. Uh, once again, no you problem. can catch he has Mike on his uh, Twitch channel, Mikey underscore Poo. Uh, you also do all right. Go ahead and plug your stuff, man. What you what you got? What you wanna what you wanna uh, uh, promo right now? Um, I'm have I'm going to uh, Pancakes and Booze in uh, in Fright Depot in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, March 27 is the day, so it'll be like at 7 p.m. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna showcasing like three big paintings. I'm hoping, um, and selling some other stuff like stickers or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So as far as like art, yeah, that's what I'm having right now. And for gaming, I uh, trying to get back into streaming as well. Hoping I'm get a better laptop so I can stream in a an actual OBS, not just PS4. So I'm not limited for it, you know. So yeah, yeah, and definitely check out you know your artwork is amazing. It's <laughs> Thank really you. good, great stuff. Thank you, appreciate um, it. Rod, what you got for us, man? Uh, three things. Number one, yes, check out all of Mike's content. His drawings truly are amazing. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Also, also, if you do go check him out, um, whether it's online or in person, go ahead and tell him, should I play that Sincha? And also, if you want to support us, please leave us a rating or a comment in iTunes. That really helps us all out a lot. We are gathering more of those, and it is really nice. So thank you guys for listening. Yep. So with that, that is episode 49. Guys, listen, be nice to people. Drink more water and just, you know, enjoy <laughs> life. Like, you know, take take every day as like, you know, a new challenge and just, you know, just go with it. Just do I it. agree with that. I definitely agree with that. You know, you, you got to ask yourself, are you the are you the, a different animal or the same beast? <laughs> um, that's yeah, uh, that, was a Kobe, that was a Kobe reference. No one got that. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> with that we'll catch, we'll catch you guys next time peace out stay beastly see you guys later